Welcome to Capes and Critiques, where we give our two cents about comic book characters and pop culture. This week's episode, we're going to be talking about Jason Peter Todd. A Robin for a stint, he died. Then he didn't. Now he wears a red hood and totes some guns. Well, he did. Until last week. We're talking about Jason yeah. today. Today. To yes. Now. And, you know, redesign. Lots of things happening for Jason right now. In Too many things. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about how we feel about Jason. Everything. Yeah, well, yeah. Everything. Well, related. We should, to, to, related to Jason. We <laughs> yeah. should probably preface this by saying that Jason Todd is one of the very few characters that my co-host and I actually like yeah. mutually. Uh, <laughs> usually she likes something and I'm like, mm, maybe not. And I like something and she's like, it'll grow. So <laughs> we, <Yes. laughs> we do not like the same type of people. But Jason is the exception to this rule. So since we have both been equally affected by the sudden <laughs> change in his character and his new direction, we decided to talk about it. Because what else would someone do when they have other things to do but talk about a character that is just deeply affecting them? And now why is DC doing any of this? But hey, we'll find out, right? I guess. <laughs> Maybe one day. But yeah, Jason Todd would easily... Well, Red Hood would easily be my top 10 DC. Like, somewhere in my top 10 DC characters. Same. Like, I, I don't want to think about yeah. where right now, but he easily <laughs> makes it in there. Yeah, also in my top 10 DC characters. And so for those of you who don't know who Jason is, which I highly doubt you don't, if you're, I don't know, I just feel like you should know about him if you read comics Yeah, he's about to show up in Titans. Yeah, he's about to, oh my gosh, his his live action debut, everyone, uh, in Titans, though. I have no idea how I feel about that show yet. Like, we'll talk about it when it comes out. We could do a separate hour on that. Yeah, (laughs) because there's too much. Anyway, it's cool that he's showing up, though, and and it's cool that he might show up in Young Justice rumored also um but anyway that's beside the point so jason peter todd he was the second robin he died as my co-host so as they all (laughs) do as everyone does it's true but like he is the most famous death amongst the robins so if any of you have ever read a batman comic 99 percent sure that you have seen the little glass case in the bat cave with a robin suit in it and as you probably know, that Robin suit is Jason's. And so it's Batman's biggest regret or whatever. And he mentions it all the time. So he died, moral of the story. And then he came back to life as a vengeful vigilante, Red Hood, and basically became a crime lord. Vigilante is a nice word for when Jason first comes out of his crypts and tomb. Crime boss? Murderer? murderer? Yeah, yeah, murderer. <laughs> Murdering crime boss. Yeah, he basically like kills a bunch of people in Gotham, uh, a bunch of crime lords just to get Batman's attention, and has this whole plan to have Batman shoot the Joker in retribution for his death ball under the Red Hood. His like arc, like if you want to read anything quintessential Jason Todd, it's under the Red Hood. Like it always goes back there because it's when it's like his most prominent storyline. Because as Robin, he didn't really do much except die. Sad to say, poor Bab. It's not his fault that they made him a carbon copy of dick grayson same outfit same yeah they literally just just replicated dick grayson and just made dick be nightwing and go off and do his own thing and then just had like jason as a fill-in which is why he was voted you know to die yeah jason needed to have died to be the man he is today like not only because he's redhead but i don't think there would have been as much of a just respect for his character yeah he, i think he had chari- died yeah i think his character would lack substance without his death to be honest because that is like his motivation 99.9 percent of the time and it like it establishes character and is so deeply ingrained in his character that like i can't imagine him without the death like he just wouldn't be the same person yeah batman can't forget his parents died jason can't forget he died like, yeah i everyone's mean everyone's got a death hanging over them exactly everyone has their own traumas that they remember <laughs> and that define them as a character but regardless he comes back fights with batman they do not agree on anything as always so moral of the story is that batman obviously did not kill the joker and go through with jason's plans and they've been kind of back and forth ever since jason always thinking that killing is right obviously batman is like no killing is wrong but let's be real like some people deserve to die 10 10 recommend jason todd um, yeah jason has gone from just since his resurrection let's say yeah um <laughs> since crawling out of a grave he's gone from murdering to murder and then murder as a means to an end because when you come back from the dead and you realize that 
no one avenged your death. Kind of made him bitter. I mean, I think I'd be bitter too. So Same. that's also like what's flipping on whether or not where he stands on killing. He's gonna kill, but it's like, why is he killing? It starts off as just like, yeah, but then later on, he definitely develops his own code, like his own moral code. Like he's only gonna kill people who he knows deserves to die for the most part, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you know, chill. To be honest, in your vigilante, you're already breaking the law. Like YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm honestly not even that clear on what he was doing before. Like, there's some time between Under the Red Hood and New yeah, 52. Lost, that cause yeah, that because covered with Lost. It. Oh, no, 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 I no, mean, sorry, sorry. That, yeah. no, that's before. Yeah, Under I mean, publishing-wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does some things. He interacts with the Bat Fam. Like, we see him go to Bloodhaven and pretend to be Nightwing for a while. The Blood Brothers arc was really weird. Like, I don't recommend it. It's but, pronounced Bloodhaven? Uh, Bloodhaven? No, I thought it was Bloodhaven. Oh, it's pronounced Bloodhaven? It is pronounced Bloodhaven, sadly. It, Blood. I, yeah, I like Bloodhaven better, but technically it's Bloodhaven. But you know what? Pronounce it how you want. Roz, Rosh, like, live your life. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyway, so, like, and you see him in, like, Battle for the Cal, but nothing... Nothing was ever really focused on him. It was always like a bat fam drama. It wasn't necessarily about Jason. We don't get anything solidly like devoted. Solidly, yeah, solidly devoted to advancing Jason's character until New Fifty Two with Red Hood and the Outlaws, and right now with Rebirth, Red Hood and the Outlaws. So I honestly don't know where they were going, like what they were thinking would suddenly giving him a series, but I'm immensely thankful for it just because I have genuinely enjoyed 90% of what's happened in Red Hood and the Outlaws like up until this point, including the 2011 run. Just because to me, no one's made it clear whether it is not in continuity 100%. So to me it is because it seems that way. So yeah, I mean, Roy, love the whole run. Yeah, like spoiler, like if you haven't read 2011, 2011 or 2016 Red Hood and the Outlaws, we are going to be discussing it and analyzing it. So there will obviously be spoilers. So don't be on our asses if you get spoiled. Major plot points moving forward. For yes. Red Hood and the Outlaws, <laughs> both runs. Probably Red Hood Lost Days. Probably some detective comics. Like just just Jason related plot points. Yeah. And like you said, without these new series, we wouldn't have a lot about Jason to develop his character. Because again, after Under the Red Hood, he didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, He was the same kind of character just popped up here and there with bat fam business like he wasn't really used for anything major he just you know was just there and so without these series a lot of and lost days as well not just uh new 52 and rebirth red hood and the outlaws without those series you wouldn't get any real character development for jason and that's why <laughs> and that's why these series are really important that's where we're gonna be discussing them today so Go, Melissa. <laughs> Definitely. Just because there's so much happening to Jason Todd right now, currently, as we speak, because next month there's just going to be more and more changes on his character because where we are right now with Jason Todd is he's having a complete 180 character change in the current 2016 series for Red Hood and the Outlaws. So it's kind of just a discussion on... How did he kind of get here? What's going on? Do we like this? Do we want to know more about this new Jason? Or do we just kind of want to ditch him? Do we love him? Do we not? I don't know yet. But in 2011, I really... Not in 2011, but reading the 2011. <laughs> <laughs> in 2011, I was in high school. I didn't read as many comics because I was poor. So poor. <laughs> <laughs> but the 2011 Red Hood and the Outlaws run is with Jason Rarfinal. That's what I was about Rarfinal. to say. Rarfinal. <laughs> it's with Jason Todd as Red Hood. Then we have Roy Harper as Arsenal. And then we have Starfire as Starfire. And they're the three outlaws that we have for that run um, compared to 2016's run where we have Artemis. We have Jason as Red Hood. And then we have Bizarro. You know, everyone needs a Superman apparently these days in your team. You I mean, it was basically the Trinity. Yeah. Just the Dark Trinity. They get referred to that a lot. Definitely, they do. Just, I'd never, ever, ever want to compare Artemis that way, but I guess. <laughs> I which guess. Is, which is personal to Artemis issues. <laughs> Moving on. So, in the 2011 um, Red Hood and the Outlaws, the entire thing is Jason just trying to figure out 
what the fuck is happening? Because <laughs> it kicks off him being alone because he's had his rebirth, essentially, because he's come out of the Lazarus Pit. He has a deep tie-in with um, the League of Assassins, and he needs to know more, wants to know more, and he still wants revenge. So he ends up teaming up with Roy Harper, who is Arsenal, and Starfire, because they also are out to look for truths in themselves in a sense because Roy is in a place where he is still a recovering addict and it, for Starfire she is having issues with her homeworld at this time more always Tamarin so that's kind of the team up that they're doing and Jason has a lot of issues as we touched upon with the whole death and whatnot so it gets to the point where our lovely little Jason who is not so lovely starts to encounter a lot of titular villains that we have from Batman's verse as well because we have an entirely new death in the family arc happening in Red Hood and the Outlaws it takes over all of New 52 because Batman storylines take over everything it's Jason not only trying to come to terms with his death and his own agenda but there are really sweet tie-ins like emotionally for his character growth for the Bat family and Red Hood and the Outlaw series I would recommend it to anyone who really wants the 2011 Red Hood and the Outlaws who just kind of wants a grittier Jason who wants a grittier um Red Hood who does still have a connection to the Bat family and to a team because as we'll discuss later on we're getting gritty Jason but not in the same way so I think it's a really good balance of having um, a character that wants to exact his own brand of justice but in a way where he is still connected to people and is able to build relationships and emotions and have like really kick-ass fight scenes because Jason is still the kind of brawler and and kind of hands to the ground kind of guy. I mean, you grow up in the Batcave and you have your little gadgets here and there, but he's not afraid to throw a punch, take a punch, kill a couple of people with a couple guns. That's the main difference in the beginning of the Rebirth series, which I've had a really big problem for about 20 issues where Jason's not killing anyone anymore because we had Rebirth happen in 2016. So Jason makes gets another slightly different origin, and now he's saying that he's made a promise, this huge, beautiful promise to Batman, where he's allowed... <laughs> Why does it have to be beautiful? <laughs> it's a beautiful promise where he's allowed to stay in Gotham as long as he doesn't kill anyone because killing is wrong, because that's what Batman believes, and what Batman believes is what everyone should believe yeah so i mean that's always been weird to me that like batman's word is law in gotham for vigilantes like i get respecting kind of like his territory just like you wouldn't walk into star city and expect ollie to roll over for you like definitely like you wouldn't do that however <laughs> he batman's a dictator not really uh, a Democrat <laughs> when it comes to setting rules in Gotham. He's never flexible. And the no killing rule, he's never been flexible on, like, ever. But still, like, the way he establishes dominance in his city, to me, has always been crazy. Definitely. Like, Batman is crazy, but, like, his the way he runs Gotham is insane. Like, Definitely. metas are scared to step foot in Gotham because metas are not allowed in Gotham. Like, what the fuck? He's a little... You, bro, you could flick him if you wanted to and he'd die. But like, no, Batman's so intimidating <laughs> with his little his little batarangs. Oh, no. Yeah, like, I get it. He has a plan for everything. He has a little suitcase with everyone's weakness. But, like, <laughs> fuck. If Wayne Manor is big. It ain't that big. Okay? Yeah, like, come on. But anyway, that's, like, my own personal thing that, like, I've just never understood. Like, I get it. That's his, that's his dig. Like, that's his plan place don't mess with it i totally understand but the way he runs things and the way he like forces people to kind of bend to his rules and never asking them like i don't know it's just it's i love batman don't get me wrong like he's one of my favorite heroes ever but you have to question some things that this dude does and that's one of them <laughs> anyway and jason definitely does question batman i think that's one of the stronger characteristics that he does have when it comes to his relationship with the Bat family. I mean, even when he was Robin, he questioned Batman, but that has been tripled, quadrupled, quintupled <laughs> since he's come back to life. Like, he's questioned Batman since he found out that the Joker's alive and Jason died. Like, 
how would that ever happen? Like, Jason has never been able to wrap his head around that. And I haven't been able to wrap (laughs) my head around the fact that that Batman's Batman sometimes like that. But I just, I never really liked that whole promise to Batman, that that dedication. It's just, to me, it was a very different shift in Jason's character because it seems like he was too easily going to be folded and manipulated to whatever Batman wanted as another pawn because Jason was very strong in his broken identity identity in the 2011 run because he does have a lot of issues in the 2011 run because not only does he no longer have a family because he doesn't want to be the beginning with anyone he doesn't want to be with Batman he doesn't want to reach out to anyone because he doesn't know what he is he doesn't know what he's capable of he's been trained in a way that he could be an assassin the league wanted him to run a sect of assassins but now in the 2016 run the beginning it's like Jason's ready to be Batman's lapdog for a bit. And so I've never, I've never been okay with that ultimatum Batman gives Jason. Kill someone and you're out of my city. Like, okay, the Waynes have been here forever, Batman. Just find another city. Buy another city. Like, jeez. Um, and so in the 2016 run, Jason is still an outlaw, obviously, but his new outlaws in, are the team of Artemis, who is an Amazon of Bana Migdal, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's from Egypt somewhere. And then there is Bizarro. So the entire first arc of um, the Red Hood and the Outlaw series for 2016 is kind of that team up because as always, we start off with Jason on his own um, and just kind of stumbles his way into a team, stumbles his way into friendship. And from then on, it's them not only dealing with Jason's issues, but dealing with kind of the baggage that comes with an Amazon with a mission and a Superman clone gone wrong because that's essentially what Bizarro and Artemis are. So a lot of the 2016 rebirth is missions for the outlaws. I mean, they go back to Bonham McDowell because Artemis has to, she has her own mission. That's how her and Jason end up together because they're both trying to like fuck over Black Mass for one reason or the other. They both have their own agendas. Um, and then they end up coming together to kind of rescue Pizarro because they don't want to leave him with um, Black Mask. And then they go to Bonham McDowell because Artemis has her mission, which um, now she has to save her own, her people again because she has, I mean, you know, Amazons and their gods, Wonder Woman, Greek gods, Artemis, Egyptian gods, they can fuck people over in an instant. Gotta save the people that could possibly be fucked over by godlike weapons. And it just so happens in the same instance, it's a reliving of where Jason died. That is where Artemis is going back to her people. It's the exact same place where Jason happened to die the first time. So you realize that no matter how much time has passed, Jason has never been able to move past the fact that he died i mean i've never died i don't think any of our listeners have died and come back to life but if you have maybe you'll relate to jason in that sense where he can't let go of the fact that he was a kid and he's still that that inner child is still within him because there are still demons that everyone faces in the comics obviously jason's just so happened to be himself and the fact that the joker is the one who killed him and from that point on that entire experience with the three of them being able to work together with artemis um kind of solidifies them as outlaws now what happens is uh chapter or so later or not, you know, a little little ways to go. <laughs> Bizarro gets severely injured because you'd think, how can a Superman clone get severely injured? But, I mean, it happens when you're genetically engineered, and so then they have to turn to Lex Luthor to kind of fix him um, because, obviously, Lex is involved in everything Superman-related always, um, even if it's a Red Hood in the Outlaw comic. And so then Bizarro has an issue where he's now addicted to synthetic kryptonite to make himself feel better, but now he's super intelligent, which means that the Outlaws have their own invisible hideout hanging on top of Gotham and that's why I'm assuming Jason's still not trying to kill anyone because their hideout is on top of Gotham and he wants to stay in Gotham and be in Batman's good graces for some ungodly reason um (laughs) the outlaws kind of enacting as usual what they believe to be right and not afraid to take that extra step to save people even if it means taking down a couple crime syndicates murdering a couple people so along the way as usual if you stay home long enough you find out things that you may not maybe needed to know about yourself but maybe you didn't need to know right now so jason ends up coming across multiple times with ma gun's home for wayward boys so jason has a stint in there too because obviously problem child in gotham before he becomes a second boy wonder and along the way with some of those altercations with ma gun she ends up dying leaves him 
with with some shit in her house and you're like what the fuck is this shit what's going on turns out lo and behold there's letters from dear old dad dear old dad that's not batman no it's not (laughs) (laughs) sadly batman has ever tried to be jason's dad like whatever as i mentioned with jason having had a while in magan's care because at the end of the day magan was just raising children to be her own little crime syndicate because gotham in every corner has a new crime syndicate like i just don't understand how a city's big enough but this time i'm gonna use his children so she was keeping letters from jason from his biological father who was in jail and this kind of is a turning point for the series and kind of the main reason we're here to talk about jason um so from this point forward jason reads the letters that are from his dad and the letters from Jason's dad are something that are going to change his point of view completely on himself, on Gotham, on his parents. Because up until this point, Jason always believed and was under the impression because he had no reason to believe otherwise that his parents never wanted him, that his father was a deadbeat, his mom was just a drug addict, and that no one in the world was was there to look out for him and to care for him until Batman. And then Batman didn't even avenge his death. So now he's back to square one. No one's in his li- in his life to look out for him because no one killed the Joker for him, right? That's Jason's thought process. So when he reads the letters from his dad and he finds out that his dad was actually in jail for him, that sounds weird. I know, I know that sounds weird. But (laughs) he basically was working for the penguin in order to support their family. So so he and then so he took the hit for penguin on a case or like a crime thing that went down. Yeah, he was framed. Yeah, he was framed. So he went to jail instead of penguin. So but he technically went to jail, quote unquote, for Jason because he was he was he was he was doing He was doing dirty work for Penguin yeah. uh, in order to support the family. Because, I mean, if your wife's a drug addict and you're dirt shit poor and you have a kid you have, on the way, you have a kid on the way and you have a record because you used to be your wife's supplier, then you don't have a lot of options in Gotham for work. So he ended up going to the crime side because it paid. Jason's dad was never really on the side of the law. He was always on the side kind of of fun in the moment and now here's a beautiful woman let's get her get give her some drugs have a good time ah crap now she's pregnant now she's addicted what the fuck do we do in the letters you learn that according to jason's dad he's trying his best right and then that's kind of a a turning point as a reader as well because you're like was he trying his best like is this something that jason should follow because now jason is shown that at some point in his life where he thought he was alone he had a family he had a dad who cared about him and who was going to raise him in gotham to be something better than what his parents were now from this point is when you're like is jason a dumbass is he just gonna listen to a fucking letter like this is where (laughs) uh i think it gets a little dubious in terms of what Jason is doing because I don't think a letter should suffice in terms of changing your life plan of having a relationship with your pseudo family at the time which is the Bat family but with having the letters in his back pocket essentially and in the back of his mind and knowing that the penguin is involved with the murder or the end of his family right Jason goes and he goes back to his good old days of grave robin He's not really grave robbing. He's just like trying to uncover. <laughs> he never robbed a grave. He, he could have. I mean, yeah, he could have. But as far as we know, he stole tires and he just dug himself out of his grave. <laughs> Backwards started a graveyard. This is correct. Okay, I'll take this one. Um, He digs up his father and nothing's there, right? No, nothing's there, yeah. Nothing is there. And for some fucking reason, the penguin's there watching, like, from the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> because the penguin somehow knows. And this is, as a reader, you're like, what is happening? What is going on? Yeah, Did penguin like, send the letters? Exactly. It's like, why does he know where Jason's going to be? Unless he knew about the letters. Like, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have known. Now, Jason is on a new mission. And his mission is to kill the penguin. Yeah. Because he needs to find out more about his dad. And he is convinced 100% unwaveringly that the penguin must pay. And penguin does pay with his face. A bullet. Bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, you, 100%. You would think that Jason would have asked more. I don't know. You think. You'd think he would have asked more. But, um, and this is where the entire shift with Jason happens because 
he goes off and he is going to shoot the penguin point blank in the face in front of countless reporters in the middle of Gotham City. Which means that you have the big bad bat just around the corner watching you and everything that's been built to this point in Gotham City is kind of about to change. And because not only do you have this set of vigilantes, um, the outlaws who are following Jason, essentially, because they're a team, um, but now you have Batman who's about to get involved, just that the penguin who got shot, because I'm pretty sure not everyone's just going to lay down pretty because penguin got shot in the face. And all of this is in live television in Gotham City. But While he's surrounded by a squadron of cops. Yeah, like, this, is not, this is not a good look for Jason. This is not a good look for Jason. It goes to show because, well, one side note thing that we do, kind of, we find out that uh, Magan's alive. Or, okay, alive is a strong word because it's kind of like she's in a bottle. Like, she's, it seems like she is in an alternate dimension. So she might not be dead. But she's not in the world of the living technically because she's not because she was literally in a bottle in like one of those bottles where you do like the replica boats, like the ships. So she was in one of those things. And Jason's dad technically went to visit her because she called him Ellis, which is Jason's dad's name. Yeah. And and she was very clear. That Jason's her grandson. Yes. So there's like a lot of connections that were revealed at the end of 25 that obviously have to do with the letters. Obviously, there's something else going on. There's some sort of manipulation. They want they must want Jason for something, but we don't know. We do know that his dad volunteered for experiments in order to get less time on his sentence. So that might have that might be a part of why he can sort of teleport into this pocket dimension where Ma Gun kind of just exists why he's not in his grave and why he's not in his grave but other than that we know nothing of like his power sets if he has one if the experiments worked and gave him some meta human abilities that he obviously has if he can teleport to some kind of other dimension if he's still alive like that just just shows (laughs) that he's not really human i guess yeah anymore anyway the question everyone has at the end of the issue where jason shoots penguin is What's ha- what's going to happen next? Because Jason is in this verbal contract with Batman where if he kills anyone, he is out of his city because Batman owns Gotham City. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Jason's yeah. boot to out the face. and literal boot to the face. A lot of shit to the face. Yeah. Um, so Batman takes it upon himself to, to beat go- the shit out of Jason. <laughs> yes. To extradite this child <laughs> out of his city. <laughs> That's kind of the bigger turning point because not only is jason now now have knowledge about family that he may have written off at some point and not only is he kind of set things in motion by letting penguin and his goons see him uncovering his dad's grave and penguin probably knows that there is nothing in there penguin probably has goons that know what penguin knows even a little bit like there has to be a fail safe no matter how much of a twat he looks like he's kind of a smart villain and i'd be dead by now so there are there are all these other things that are that are kind of let loose in terms of the storytelling because I'm hoping they're going to be tied in at some point. Oh my What's gosh! Her- imagine if they just leave us dangling here, like, oh no, Penguin didn't know anything. What the fuck? <laughs> Why was Penguin at the gravesite? Yeah, like I would be shook. Anyway, <laughs> I would not be happy. Yeah. The change is that Gotham isn't a safe place for Jason anymore, and Batman makes that exceptionally clear. With, as my co-host said, beating the shit out of him. Exactly. Yeah. With a boot to the, the face. face. That is the very, very clear turning point for Jason. Because, I mean, he's essentially being kicked out of the family. Yeah. He's essentially being kicked out of Gotham. Because Batman makes it very clear that if Jason was ever going to leave, it was going to be on Jason's terms. And apparently murdering is Jason's terms. No, they were Batman's terms. So if he was ever going to leave Batman, they were on your terms. Because you set the terms. <laughs> Batman's not listening to this podcast, and I'm aware of that. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, like, and that's another thing that I'll b- always be like, eh, about comics with, because the same character can be completely different across different comics, because different comics have different writers and different purposes. Yeah. So in this one, I definitely think that even in Batman's state of, kind of, Rex's state of mind right now, after, like, the whole wedding shit, like, I think that it was overly excessive 
of him to beat up Jason that bad. It took Jason three months to be able to stand again. Like, no, you don't do that to even if you, he never considered Jason his son, he was still his partner at some point. And like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, send him up to jail like anybody else. Batman, don't beat the shit out of him. Someone that you know and you trusted and you supposedly care about to a certain extent. Like, I think that that was overkill. And I know that, like, that was just Lobdell forwarding the story because at the end of it, the purpose was to make Jason completely alone. Yeah. Like, Artemis and Bizarro get transferred to some some alternate dimension trying to save the city from their falling ship. Yes. And, yeah, their, their invisible ship above Gotham. Yeah, it starts to, like, collapse. Shit because happens. Bizarro, Bizarro, as we mentioned, <laughs> with his addiction to synthetic kryptonite, with any addiction... I mean, there there's a downfall, and it just so happens to be the Bizarro's kind of going batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> and he's super smart, right? But he's going crazy, and there's now issues with the ship. Um, in the same issue where where Jason's getting the ship beat out of him, the ship is having severe malfunctions with yes. an immense amount of... A ship that has an immense amount of tech and power and fucking kryptonite is having a lot of issues hovering above the city of Gotham. So in the last ditch ever, Artemis and Bizarro throw themselves into it to try to save the into, city. Into like their and door, it, the yeah. door thing that they have. The yeah. dimension door. And poof goes Artemis and Bizarro and poof goes the ship and poof goes Jason's connection to a team at this point. Um, and at the same point that Batman's bashing his helmet in, his hood in. And for anyone who's not clear, despite the obscene amount of times that Jason's helmet <laughs> does get cracked and smashed into... It's supposed to be impenetrable. It's supposed to be indestructible to a certain extent. And Batman breaks it with his foot. Yeah. So that can kind of give you a sense of how hard Batman was hitting Jason. I bet and you Batman was also in the took... hospital with a dislocated hip. Oh, probably. Real. And He's why 80. it took Jason months to rec- to be able to stand and then months after that and able to to be able to do anything physically. Because not only did Batman beat the shit out of him, he saw him as like a wounded animal that he just won a prize because he was dragging him from his foot Across to wherever the, roof, the fuck yeah. he was going to take him. Was he going to take him to Arkham? Was he going to hang him in the back cave? <laughs> we actually don't know because at that point, that Batman was capable of anything because Batman always has shown some restraint when it comes to the amount of force he is able to exude onto villains because obviously he's going against metas and he's a lot stronger than the average human because of training and all that. But Batman ha- knows his limits and he knows how to hold a punch when it when you're just attacking another human and so to beat the shit out of jason is on another on another level batman feels guilty when he punches bad people too hard because he wanted more information but no let's just knock out jason so jason makes a comment that he never saw him hit the joker that way which is just another throwback to the fact that jason is still not over the fact that bitter yeah, very Hashtag bitter that bitter, no but one, rightfully so. Continue. Yeah, that no one's avenged the fact that he died. The fact that the person who killed him was walking around, laughing around for a lot longer than Jason ever was. So this, it's very clear that some things just haven't. You don't move past, and dying's one of them. And killing people is the other one for Batman. So beating the shit out of someone who at some point was your ward is valid in Batman land. But killing someone who at killed your dad. At least in this Batman. Like, yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. Just as she mentioned, Batman that comes into everyone else's comics is an asshole because he serves that purpose to like, shut this down. No, I'm taking your money. You're fired. This is disband. Blah, blah, blah. Like, so what he does. He comes in, he points a finger and he and he leaves the comic that he cameoed in. In, in ruins, yeah, yo, yeah. In, in a state of displacement because that's like the authoritative power that he holds for other stories, which at some point just gets obnoxious. Yeah, and again, excessive force. Like I'm all for Batman being a shit out of villains and stuff, but like Jason said, he doesn't hit people that hard. He broke the impenetrable hood, like. <laughs> ridiculous i think that was ridiculous yeah it's usually magic or some shit like that that does not a leg from an 80 year old man (laughs) so from this point (laughs) okay and this is why we know that the entire that entire issue is out of character because 
bless him, we mentioned him earlier, Roy Harper, Arsenal, <laughs> would never be able, able to, to sneak, sneak up, up on Batman. Yeah, ever. Like, I love Arsenal, right? Great written character by Lobdell, in my opinion, right? But he's never going to be able to sneak up on Batman. So that was <laughs> the fact that he's able to surprise. Throw, yeah, surprise Batman, incapacitate him with an arrow, and run out with Jason. Kudos to being like, you know, an OG outlaw and coming in to save the day when your buddy needs you the most because his other two buddies went poof. I don't think in any like actual realm Arsenal has the skills to do that. Not against Batman. Um, so you can tell that this issue is a little out of character yeah, for, for, for ba- what for this Batman. Yeah. Just for this issue, just to get Jason where he needs to go exactly, and where he needs to go is far, far away from Gotham because then the next thing that we have is the annual, which is just some good bro fighting. It's a yeah. really beautiful throwback to Red Hood and Arsenal. Um, just their team up because they did have a short series where the two of them were, you know, outlaws for hire, essentially. They were just picking up gigs, getting paid for it. And this is just a very nice throwback to their relationship that they had, not only in the outlaws, but as a team together. And now Roy's the one who is able to help him get out of Gotham and recuperate because Batman broke the hood broke his broke Jason's face broke his ribs punctured a lung I think I don't know man a lot happened (laughs) Jason was very broken that's all we need to know yeah two months out he still had a swollen eye yeah and still couldn't shoot a gun (laughs) yeah couldn't hold up a gun so the annual is this nice transition point to where we are now with Red Hood and the Outlaws issue 26 which is Jason outside of Gotham City and outside of the bat the bat symbol now. Yeah. Cause it's, oh, it's... did we mention that Batman ripped the symbol off Jason's oh, chest? Oh yeah, that is um <laughs> that is very important. So after the the beatdown of the century he gave poor little Jason Batman he piece of shit. Like <laughs> Jason's younger than me in this timeline and like Batman almost killed him. So anyway, after the beatdown he rips off the red hood symbol, the bat symbol, basically the red bat symbol from Jason's chest, and is like, no more red hood. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Batman, get Tan a life. Trump, Tan yeah. Trump, Tan Trump. No, it's like this is where Damien gets it from. Oh, one hundred percent. We oh thought goodness. it was Taya, but it was really just Bruce. <laughs> You're gonna regret saying that in a month. Probably. <laughs> and I think that was very necessary as well because um, the red hood symbol, I mean the red Batman symbol, was never really meant to be. It never started off as a homage to Batman. It was not supposed to be like this soft warm fuzzy feeling like yeah. connection to the Batfam. it was more of like two fingers out to you batman fuck you at the beginning and then he just kind of stayed with it so i think it was a good way to transition the fact that they were going to change his symbol oh definitely yeah that they were just that they're basically revamping him and redesigning him so they needed again batman was literally just there as a catalyst for where jason needed to be yeah he, he served his bitch of a dad purpose yeah he wasn't there to actually be batman he was just there to be a little bitch and ruin jason's life yeah and it was done in a good way because i don't think i would have believed jason getting kicked out of gotham and then suddenly he's like well batman beat me up i'm gonna stop using the bat symbol like no i thought it would like that would have been more jason's character to stick with the bat symbol because batman kicked him out but i think it's more of like a pride thing now because batman literally ripped the the symbol off off his his chest. chest yeah and that's a little aggressive (laughs) (laughs) to say the least but yeah so now we're here issue 26 i'm gonna ask it love it or hate it i love it hate it but i knew we were gonna be divided on this oh my god why Why? i think it's stupid oh my god yeah (laughs) oh my god podcast (laughs) we're canceling the podcast this is our swan song goodbye forever (laughs) i mean i'm gonna stick with hated until we see more okay that's completely fair because i love it until we see more yeah that's why i love so, it because to this point yeah. i'm okay with it yeah initial reaction they'll hate it and your initial reaction love it yeah but we'll we'll def <laughs> i'm still obviously gonna read it like and i'm excited to see where it goes even though i'm not a hundred percent for this direction right now because i think that it's really dumb that every time that jason finds out something from his biological parents he skips off into the distance to go after it and throws caution to the wind and forgets everything 
Like, but wait, that's okay. That's one of the things I'm not upset about because that's not what he's following right now. He threw caution to the wind before, but now yeah. he's following Roy's tip. Yeah, he's following Roy's tip to some some like crime organization, whatever. Uh, and that's what he's following. That's that's actually yeah, what I'm okay with. But I think the over, I think the reason that I'm on hate it right now is because the overall reason that he left was, was to kill Ping was because he killed yeah, Penguin because, because he Penguin. killed Penguin for his dad. And so like that being the initial catalyst was kind of what I'm not on board with. Even though right now, yeah, like you said, it's cool that he's following where him and Roy left off from the annual, which I definitely appreciate because I love the relationship. So that I'm chill with i'm just not chill with how everything went down in order to get here no yeah that's fair because i'm still under the impression that someone's gonna give me a better reason for why jason shot someone in front of cameras and in front of cops yes like i'm i'm holding out for for a good reason and i know we've had this discussion various times and we're still in the same stance yeah where you're like, no, they should have already given me the reason. And I'm like, it's okay. We'll get it. We'll get the reason. <laughs> yeah, you are very forgiving. And I'm just like, no, this is dumb. Like, because it's just very out of character for Jason to do something like that in public in front of all these people. Like, like you said, though, he wouldn't have done it unless he wanted Batman to see it. But I still, but I still haven't seen the reason. Like, I still haven't yeah. seen Jason's point of view on it and being like, yes, I did this especially because I wanted Batman to see it on live TV and kick me out of Gotham so I can go do my own thing or so I can break ties with him and focus on finding my dad or like something, anything like to really solidify that this was a conscious decision by Jason rather than an impetuous decision decision. No, it's true. And like, now the fact that he's solo it's gonna be hard to get his motivations out of him so i'm wondering what's gonna happen with the whole just loose end on ma gun yeah, and, and jason's dad. dad yeah because the way that jason up until this point has been written because lovedell has been writing him since 2011 jason has revealed intentions as he has reminisced about previous relationships so he has revealed a lot about his current in, uh motivations Looking over to the fact that he now has Roy and Starfire. Looking over to the fact that he's rebuilding a relationship with Tim and Dick. The fact, and then now, like, that he's finally having a connection with Bizarro in 2016. So a lot of Jason's motivations and just personal, um, personal feelings? Yeah, reasoning, Yeah, like, his personal, um, reasonings for moving forward in this vigilanteism have been revealed as he has looked, looked back on previous relationships and evaluated his current relationships because every time jason does the 180 i'm alone i'm alone i'm alone and now i have friends now i have friends oh my god roy's my best friend like and he was ready to kill roy in 2011 and now roy saved the day um jason was ready to shoot bizarro in the back of the head and now he was ready to die for him because like jason does build relationships despite the fact that he's angry he died and doesn't want anyone in his life so I honestly wonder how long he's going to be solo, but I'm going to be upset if he isn't solo, so I'm conflicted. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But again, as I have previously mentioned, I'm a sucker for team-ups. I don't like the whole, I'm alone in the world and I'm going to do things my way. No, fuck off. Everyone needs someone. <laughs> like, if you don't have someone, you do not have a healthy point of view and mindset. Like, if Batman didn't have Alfred, dead. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. He would be dead without Alfred. And not Bruce only- would have starved to death in the back cave. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like, not just the whole he takes care of him, like, actually physically takes care of him, helps him with his wounds, all that stuff. But the connection to another human being is so vital in another human's life. That's why I'm like, this whole I'm alone thing, like, can only work for so long, <laughs> like, as a person. And I thought that, but I am ve- Okay, and I am very easily swayed by marketing tactics- Okay, people, so why the fuck did they change the name? <laughs> why is issue 27 Red Hood, Outlaw? Like, how long is that going to stay? Now I'm just like, yeah. yes, he's the outlaw. No one bringing a new outlaw. <laughs> but in five issues, if they go back to Red Hood and the outlaws, I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, they're outlaws. So I'm just marketed <laughs> at, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah, just, do it. So I don't know what to think, but I love it. I'm just, re- <laughs> I'm I'm, again, still on hate it because I'm just confused about the direction in general. Just because Lobdale might be leaving the Red Hood and the Outlaw series. So I left, so yeah. Soon. So then I'm like, where the fuck does that leave me in this story? If Lobdale has been the only one writing Jason 
for like, I can't do math, six years, seven years, something like that. I need Lobdale to have had like a very extensive personal journal on (laughs) the mind of Jason Todd because I think he has captured a really good voice for Jason. I agree. That I don't see when he pops into other comics. Um, that I, I mean, obviously, in the in a Red Hood series, you're able to see his internal monologue, which is very different than the words that Jason expels. But seeing him in Detective Comics or going and reading a Batman issue that he's in, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> But again, that's with any character popping into any series, though. Like, it's very rare for them to be, like, to be that in-depth kind of character that you see in their solo series. Like, you're just not going to get that same. They're just going to kind of be a watered-down version of themselves. Yeah. Like, that's what you really get. So I'm definitely concerned with Uh, a change in writing. And that would 100% change my... I hope it doesn't change my perception to future Red Hood series. But I don't I don't know if I'm going to feel the same with a different writer because I've gotten so accustomed to Lobdell writing Jason. Yeah, again, he has been the only one on Jason for like seven or eight years. So what? And... At this crucial time in his development where he's switching over to, like, this new persona, has this redesign, all this stuff is going on, Lobdell's gonna drop it after another arc? Like, that makes zero sense. You cannot tie up the whole Mod Gun thing, and his dad thing, the reason why Jason killed the penguin or he thought it was a good idea, this whole thing with this other crime sector that he promised Roy he would take down while Roy is in um, therapy in the Heroes in Crisis Center. What the fuck? Yeah, Six I don't... issues? Like, that's all technically he has left. He only has an arc, maybe two in him, and then that's it. He's just gonna drop Jason after eight years, after this basically all this has led up to his revamp that you're just gonna, like, let float around. It makes zero sense. I don't know if to ch- chalk it up to, like, Lobdale or to chalk it up to DC. I don't know, but I'm it's very... It's probably Dan fault, you're right. <laughs> But I'm definitely, like, in in some sort of, like, lurch. But I, okay, I love Dexter Soy. I don't think anyone has drawn Jason so beautifully. I mean, like, I love Jason. I loved, I I, I just love Soy's art. Okay. But I do like the fact that there's a new artist. I don't know how I feel about the way he draws Jason. Um, I don't like the way he draws Jason. But I love the fact that it's a new artist. I think it's a... I like and I don't art, even think I like his art style. I will give him that, but um, I, I don't nameless know. artists. No, I, I don't, don't know if it was. On me. I don't. I don't know if it's intentional in that way, but I think it's a beautiful way to signify his rebirth by having that a is new ugly artist. Now. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Okay, like we just have to take it as we see them. It is the what it is. is ugly. The buzz cut is ugly, but he keeps his hood on, so no one has to see his buzz cut. It's okay. It's okay. I do like his mask though. Everyone's obsessed with the eyes, is what I see yeah, on the, the internet eyes, these days. The, basically, his face with the mask. So like the mask, and then like <laughs> the eye, how the eyes appear with the hood, like with the hood, because he still has a little face mask. Like I like basically the redesign from his neck up. I like how his face looks in the redesign with everything on. I do not like how he's drawn without it, and I don't like the buzz cut. Like what the I, I just don't get it. Yeah, but I, didn't I think get the it was. Buzz cut I think it was just to make him look different to fit with the whole redesign. Yo, kind give of him aspect. a mohawk. I don't know. <laughs> But I'm a bitch for symbolism. I'm a bitch for weepy symbolism that I read too much into. So I just love the fact that it's a new Jason Todd and it's a new artist. But I don't think I can give up a new, like, go with a new writer so quickly because. Again, uh, I think there's too much left unfinished for Lobdale to leave it here. I I don't think. uh, But the fact that I know rebirth happened. Okay, I get it. Rebirth happened. Things changed. Things were reborn. (laughs) But 2016 Red Hood and the Outlaws was written in a way where 2011 Red Hood and the Outlaws could have completely existed. I mean, 95% of it is continuity, essentially. So I don't, I don't, is the new writer going to be able to understand that in the same way? Am I just like afraid to let go of Roy Harper coming back, potentially <laughs> coming back? I don't know. I mean, who but knows if he lives through Heroes in Crisis? No one's going to live through Heroes in Crisis. They Roy should all die, is right? going to die they should in just Heroes get in Crisis. Nuked. Everyone should die. It should all be over. If Roy Harper and Kyle Rayner do not die in Heroes in Crisis, 
I'm going to be upset because I'm already planning a funeral. I'm good. I, it's over. I already told you that I don't think Roy's going to die. I think it's just going to be Kyle. Then why the fuck have they been saying two people? Oh, I think it's... Oh, man. I need that picture of, like, all of them because I already picked who I thought was going to die. It's, yeah, and DC Nation's, like, two or three. Yeah. They're like, two of these people are going to die. Yeah, it's... I think it's going to be Kyle and someone else, but not Roy. I think they're making it too obvious for Roy to die. But this is a completely different conversation, and we will spiral way off topic <laughs> if we talk about Heroes in Crisis. We'll talk about it when the time comes. Don't you worry, because... She's going to spiral, and I'm just going to be there to watch it and comment on it because I'm just pissed at Heroes in Crisis on principle. Anyway, that's another conversation for another day and refocusing on Jason. Refocusing on Jason. I love issue 26. I love the fact that he's leaving Gotham. I think more people need to leave Gotham. I think there are too many people in Gotham, too many vigilantes. And so I like the fact that he's kind of trying to create a new path. I don't love the fact that Batman kicked him out because... Mm. Correct. It's like, why can't they leave the nest without having a horrible experience in order to do it? <laughs> like, Dick left because he had a horrible fallout with Batman. It took them years to even be on speaking terms again. And, like, I know that that's definitely more mild than this because Batman didn't beat the shit out of anybody in this scenario. Just, like, feelings <laughs> were hurt, not, like, physically your body was broken for two months. But, like, I hate that that... But that's how things have to happen with the Bat Fam. Like, why do you have to have this horrible thing happen in order for you to leave Gotham and just kind of find yourself? I literally don't know because how many years has Batman been on a team with Barry fucking Allen who's like, hey, you want to be Flash? Here you go. Like, <laughs> grow the fuck up alongside yeah. me. Like, <laughs> totally yeah, like, I, yeah. So that, that, again, that's another disconnect. Like, how can Batman play well with others just as, I mean, he's still fine with them and he's still a little bitch with them too but in the sense that he could have positive relationships but apparently they all turn toxic eventually i don't know what the moral of the story is dc but can you please give me one healthy relationship in my goddamn fucking reading that'd be great thanks bye they did try to give you a healthy one it's with jason and roy and that's why they Roy's did. gonna die and it was great that's Amazing. why roy harper okay is dead. okay quote us in a couple months when heroes in crisis the event is over and roy harper's still alive I'll you'll be know, pissed. You'll, she'll fuck? be pissed. <laughs> she'll be pissed and I'll be able to say, I told you so. No, please. Okay, like, where do I, like, write to people? She cannot tell me I told you so. <laughs> this has never happened before. Like, I need, <laughs> I need, I need him to die now. 100%. Can't be wrong. Okay. He is a little, <laughs> he's a little cringe grungy. Let's be real. A thousand He's a little cringe grungy. Yeah, overall. But he's, I'm giving it to, to the emotional spiraling. But I'm excited to see the fact that there's a lot more that can happen. And for right now, he's going to be like a solo outlaw. But I don't think that that keeps him from having tie-ins. So I think you can be like a solo vigilante still. Is he a vigilante? I don't I guess, know. Yeah. Is, I mean, he's still he's still taking the law into his own hands, which is all true. vigilante is. Regardless true. if he's a quote unquote good vigilante or bad. I don't. Vigilante, yeah, like in my brain, is up Red Hood's a air. villain. I don't know why. Like oh, in my brain at this I have point, never thought of even when he was a, like quote unquote a villain and under the Red Hood, I've never thought of Jason as a villain. I think Jason is a villain a lot, and it just so happens that is it because he kills people. I think it's just because he commits a lot of different kinds of crime, like, to justify the means. It's not only, like, taking justice into his old, own hands. I guess murdering falls into, like, breaking a lot of laws. But I don't think it's just the murdering. I think it's the fact that... Um, he does a lot of questionable things in general. Yeah. Like, as a... Yeah. It's, yeah there's just... It's know. just his morals that his morals were the only things for a long time before his ultimatum with Batman that guided him. So I think, like, there was nothing else that was really keeping him in check. So at any point, there could be a Oh, th like, there could be a he turn. was a loose cannon because his morals were just basically what he thought was right. Yeah, so at any point that could change. Yeah, I don't know. I just, he's so, he's so there on the line, ready to fall off. Oh, I mean, that's fair. So I think that's, I feel like that's where he's going in his new Red Hood and you the You think Outlaws. he's going to fall off and be a villain again? Yeah, but the question is, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, what's really a villain? I don't know. Everyone oh. loves Harley now, so. Yeah. Complicated emotions there. Again, uh, I I just don't know. I don't know. We'll have to definitely see more, but for right now, I don't like the direction. I don't like that we might not get all of these loose ends tied up. Uh, I don't like that Lobdale's leaving the series. I just what don't. do you like? Uh, I love Jason. <laughs> I think regardless of where he goes, I'll always really like the character. Yeah, there's that. And I love his, his 
uh, neck up redesign. With the neck with, up redesign with the. I hate the their crowbars and not tire irons. Like I wish none of tire okay. irons. Nothing on him is a tire iron. Yeah, I don't understand. It's the, a crowbar and a katana. It's not a tire iron. Yeah, like I know that they were like. <laughs> There was notes on his redesign, and, like, there was a tire iron at some point. Like, it was drawn, but it he doesn't wield a tire iron. It's a fucking crowbar. And I'm like, really? Really? We're, we're still doing this? <sighs> it was so annoying. Like, the, at least the tire iron would have been a nice throwback to his origin of, like, him stealing Batman's yeah. tires. That I would have been down for that. Like, that one detail would have made me feel even slightly different about this redesign but overall i'm i'm really not digging it um again i will reserve my complete opinion until we see more so far not digging it because in general i don't like when the bat fam kind of falls apart like this because or any superhero relationship disintegrates like this because fucking talk it out like normal human beings being the shit out of each other stupid anyway that's no, just you have my super problems opinion. so you have a super inability to talk things out apparently. yeah like god damn it <laughs> i mean i know that the, it like it just it's to drive up sales guys That's yeah it. <laughs> it's the the drama drama like family d- dysfunctional family madness like but at the end of the day that kind of gets old like they've been a dysfunctional family forever like give me something fucking new those are those are my yeah 50 million cents because <laughs> yeah so like it's interesting that, that we're both on an edge just the different different yeah, edges completely because different i'm way. very i'm ready to like completely fall in love with Jason's new direction just because I'm all about change. I'm all about new relationships. Yeah, but I'm this all about, isn't a, Yeah, it's not a positive different. one. No, I know, but, but it, I'm yeah. saying this isn't different. It's not, but it could be. It could, it could. I'll give you that it could, but it, so far it hasn't been. It's just yeah. another another fallout with Batman. Jason goes chasing after another parent. Jason You only spirals. have two parents in the world. Yeah, okay, well, this is the <laughs> second one <laughs> that he's chasing after. And then he's going off and, like, being murder, murder again because he had a friend okay. with Batman. Okay, I'll give you this. I will draw a fucking line in my pull list if I see Talia's name. I do not need I do not need her again. She had her place. She did her thing. She Jason's here now. I I don't need more league bullshit. That's one thing I do not need. That's I think that's something that's that That's true. That would be like the checklist. Th- that, like the, yeah. Jason's checklist. Oh, runs off for a parent check. <laughs> Fights with Batman. Check. <laughs> Comes across the fucking league again. Check. Check. Yeah, like, it was just, that's what I'm saying, like for a quote-unquote new direction, I haven't seen anything new. And that's for the most part, what pisses me off. Yeah, I still see the the possibility for Jason, like, kind of and I admire, doing bitchy, I admi- shitty shit. I admire your positivity. <laughs> I see the possibility of Jason doing kind of, like, shady, individual shady work for previous allies of his. Okay. If that's something, like, because he's moving forward and doing something for Roy, which is a tie-in to a couple Titans issues back, right? Because I don't... I don't think you can write Jason at this point completely solo, but is he just going to be working like the dark underworld of vigilantes as a whole? Which he's basically been doing always. No, he's never worked for other vigilantes. He's oh, never like worked he's the, working yeah. for. I thought you or meant like, just like working the network. No, but like he's always worked like the actual criminals. Yeah. But yeah. is he going to take like hints and kind of different tips from a- other vigilantes that'll lead him into kind of the nitty gritty like doing kind of the dark side of vigilantism for other vigilantes like not really taking orders but taking matters into his own hands i don't know could that be a thing could that lead into him figuring out who the fuck his dad is right now yeah i don't know i feel like we should be continuing that storyline yeah i think more so than like what we're getting now unless his dad's involved with the whole drug people yeah like that's the only way that i can see this leading to somewhere where i'm like it makes sense that yeah. he's going in this direction right now not that he's just kind of spinning off this random case with roy that has nothing to do with literally the entire fallout that just happened <laughs> yeah like it seemed like it seems out of place in that time in that time yeah i can definitely see or I don't know if, like, Heroes in Crisis is just pushing it, but definitely that storyline could have been left as a loose end because they ditched Roy so hard in Titans, and that was his storyline, and now he's not in there. So, I mean, I, I was very surprised when it came back up in the annual for then Jason to follow up on. Like, that kind of, like, stuff really confuses the shit out of me because how can there be that level of continuity, but you can't keep characters the same so, across yeah. <laughs> across issues. But you can, like, you can, like, character hop around and they still doing the same thing i don't know 
Yeah, I don't think we'll ever really know with comics. Like, let's be real. They do what they want at the end of the day. That's all we have to say regarding 26. Because, again, it's only the first issue in this arc. Yeah, so we it, don't know where it's going to lead. But initial reactions are very polarized, as they usually are with us. Again, <laughs> Jason's the only common denominator we have, guys. That's it. Everything else we disagree on, as you can tell. But it's uh, a crypto, apparently. I didn't know. Crypto was uh, is also one of those things. I learned that. That was something new I learned that day along with you guys but anyway yeah i think it's just exciting to know that there is the possibilities of something better and something greater in the nitty-gritty jason way because i'm not saying he's gonna go out and be a saint like clark but whatever (laughs) poor superman anyway (laughs) i really just hate on him just dragged just go around your daily just dragging clark kent as much as you can but overall i think there's a lot to Jason's character since New 52 and that thankfully Rebirth has like kept with the tone of giving him more as a character. Yeah. And that's what I can only hope 26, 27, moving forward, Red Hood and the Outlaw is going to do. Red Hood, Outlaw, is going to do and give Jason more instead of regressing his character. Yeah, that's, because- that's honestly my biggest fear. That's all I can hope for is that even though this was a fallout, Jason doesn't become a little bitch trying to lead a gang again. Yeah. Um, and that he just becomes a better individual vigilante that can then rejoin another team. Because for all I know, he can join Batman and the Outsiders in a year. If Batman and the Outsiders are still running. I don't know. Yeah, it's still running within the year. I mean, could be. Could be like that's how he finds his way back into the fold. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of possibilities from where we can go here. Just DC has been on a disappointing streak with uh, for me as of late. With his so, ongoing series, 100%. Yeah. So with everything that I've been reading, I have slowly but surely been disappointed in every single one. And so I don't have a lot of confidence in this. And the direction that it seems to be going in isn't one that I like. So we'll see. But yeah. Red Hood and the Outlaws is one of the only ongoing things I've been reading since Rebirth. So I can only hope that it continues to I hope not that you fuck chose over. right. I hope <laughs> yeah. that you chose the one series that could do you right. Yeah, that's all we can hope for. Um, but there's going to be a lot to see with Jason. Moving on from 27, new artwork, hopefully a decently new team. And we can only hope Batman isn't a little bitch moving okay. forward. I mean, and I would also like to know what happens with Artemis and Bizarro because they're trapped in an alternate dimension where the world is, like, destroyed. And post-apocalyptic kind of things they're in the they they got teleported to the front of the hall of justice in ruins that's the yes. last time we saw them yes although i think that was unnecessary which i love artemis but i think that was unnecessary you popped her out you could have waited another 20 chapters to pop her back in i uh, yeah. But like now you left another loose end that we have to think about this world ending and i'm sorry okay every ongoing series has their own world ending apocalypse <laughs> happening right now okay like it's just it just needs to stop everyone it's is like coming to end the world the world can't end in like 50 different ways i'm sorry dc like it's unrealistic and when you have people reading ongoing series it just doesn't make any sense dark knight's metal just almost ended the world all this justice league no justice crap almost ended the world everyone has almost ended the world in a different way all bouncing off another so i would have been okay with you just leaving artemis pseudo dead okay like that was yeah and like you said it's kind of just like another reminder like oh like they're obviously gonna be back somehow if they kind of like put that nugget in there again for us so again these loose ends need to be tied up and i hope that lobdell does something with his quote-unquote final arc because then that would just be a really shitty end to a great run for him yeah because now there are too many things like you said because we, yeah, we the, need the first focus is the family. Like I'm as like I love love Artemis and Bizarro, but they did not need to be in there. It's no longer their story, yeah. in my opinion. And like there's a lot that I would have loved to talk about even in this podcast about Artemis and Bizarro, but it's not their story. It's Jason's story. And if you keep on including other characters moving forward, too much of their background, too much of like their nonsense and their world ending bullshit, we're not gonna get any Jason. Which is yeah. a Red Hood series. Exactly, which is what we need. We need to know his motivations. We need to know what's hap- what's up with his dad. Like, that's the that's the stuff that was kind of teased and we never got. And so I'm here hanging like, okay, cool. He's gun. He's, sorry, crowbar toting now. He needs his guns back, just saying. He's crowbar toting now. Brought a crowbar to a gunfight. Yeah, like, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, but 
But, like, what about all the shit that just happened? So that's just my personal thing with the kind of storytelling that's going on right now. I just don't approve this message, but... Yeah, we'll I just see. need Jason to murder his way to his family, his biological family, and then we can go from there. Just pew pew all the, all the way to your dad. Let's no. go. <laughs> if you also want to pew pew all the way to your dad, please don't pew pew anyone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, don't. That's all we got to say about, which is a lot. We said a lot. We talked uh, a lot. Yeah, especially about Jason Todd. But that's all we have to say, and those are our opinions about what happened recently in the red hood and the outlaws rebirth series definitely check it out i mean yeah for 10, what 10. it's worth lobdell's writing for jason and just for his team ups in 2016 rebirth have been really decent for me i don't know where it's going moving forward but i think it's a fun read in terms of um getting a character who is ready to shoot who is ready to hit the ground um fist like blazing ready to just take things on and hopefully that continues only with more personal growth so i just don't have like a murdering uh main character for the next 10 issues or so however long red hood outlaw is gonna run but i think it's worth keeping an eye out on what's gonna happen next yeah like if you're interested in jason as a character 1010 recommend both these series because you do get I think this is a good start to his development because regardless if you read Under the Red Hood or not, this is a really good place to start for him as a character. And not that you shouldn't read Under the Red Hood. That's like a titular story for him. But I feel like these are separate enough and you still get enough of him. And he's developed in a very different way and in a very good way in these two series by Lobdale. So like, you know, wreck. But uh, yeah, you can share your opinion with us on Twitter at Cape Critiques. Critiques. <laughs> Cape Critiques on Twitter, you know. Tell yeah, us, add us. Yeah, add us. Tell us we're completely wrong. Tell us we're completely right. I mean, we both had completely different opinions on this, but you know, give us your two cents. Tell times. me you hate Batman too. <laughs> Just tell it to me. Tell it to me like it is, people. Thanks for listening and see you next time.